uh, Houston, am I clear for takeoff? Shut up, Houston, I'm gonna take off anyway. Hi! Hi there! Welcome to Day Video Games! It's me, David Stanier. Take a seat in this red leather bound chair. How are you doing? Thanks for turning this podcast on. I'm so glad you're here. This week's episode is with Kate McCabe. She's a stand-up, improv mate, and actor, including video game voice work. She's the first person I've had on the podcast that's directly connected to the video games industry. This was recorded last Thursday. It was the 27th of June 2019, and a day after Kate's birthday. Which means this podcast is recent. I crunched my developers and I got it done. We actually do a good intro in the interview, so I'll let the talking do the talking. And just get going. Oh no, it's like when a cutscene unexpectedly finishes and you're not ready. Pick up your pad! Let's go. My name's Dave, I like video games This is my podcast called Dave Video Games If you like games, well I'm the same So here's this podcast, it's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games Video games. I'm here with Kate McCabe. How you doing, pal? I'm super good. Thanks for having me on your show. Good. So <laughs> uh, have you had a good day? I have had a good day. I was doing um, a corporate role play gig, wherein <laughs> I act like um, an employee who is presenting multiple problems, and then the People from the company uh, have to sort of have a meaningful interaction with that employee. Uh, <laughs> I signed a non-disclosure, so that's about all I can say. Okay. <laughs> an employee that's presenting problems does not sound like me at work. No. <laughs> you're an Hide the problems. Hide the problems. <laughs> <laughs> These problems came on like a velvet cushion. <laughs> Will you marry my problem? <laughs> Uh, so I know you originally from stand-up comedy. Correct. Yeah, I was trying to think of this on the way. Like I can't imagine. Uh, like what was our first gig yeah, together? I couldn't uh, think. I mean, I think a lot of Manchester-based comics it'll be something like the Comedy Balloon. Yeah. But then. Or one of them at that time. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> what other like open mic things were going on at that exact time? I, I mean, it's it is a great scene here, but it is it's hard to remember. And we're of sort of like a certain like era of comics. A generation, as well. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do you feel disconnected now from sort of like the the class of freshmen that are coming in? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Recently, I went to the comedy balloon to try out some new stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Did the, you the know fr- like zero people? zero people? They all knew each other. Yeah. And yeah, they. I just felt like I kind of had to prove myself again because yeah. of all these new fresh faces that were also pretty good themselves. Also, they should know who you are. <laughs> yeah, so but they, they don't, don't, and that makes you scared. <laughs> oh, so oh, full of rage. Mm. <laughs> Respect your elders, despite the levels of success they may or may not have achieved. <laughs> and uh, then I've also come to know you through improv. Murdering! Yeah, that's yeah. been the big fun thing to do. I've been doing this year. And you've been doing great at it. Uh, thank you know? you. Um, do you want to explain what murdering is? I'd love to. Uh, so it's a completely improvised murder mystery, wherein, I think, and it's, I think it, it keeps it fun for us, we 
put out sort of to tender on Facebook every month. Uh, we ask our audience, where would you like your murder mystery to be set in the upcoming month? And they vote on it. And uh, the winners always surprise me. Well, last month we had Great British Bake Off. Correct. And that, that was fun. I that like was that a good one. one, yeah. And coming up, we've got Love Island. <laughs> we've got Love Island. I have, uh, normally I don't mind doing research for mm. these. Because if, <laughs> if it's something I don't know a lot about, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll learn about pirate ships or whatever. Mm. And this one, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch two episodes max. Because <laughs> I can't believe that you're making me do this. And I've watched one episode so far. So you've done half your Yeah, I've done half my homework. I, I watch it every night, every day, so I should be okay. I mean, and is that your choice or is it uh, your partner's choice? A um, bit of both. Okay. I think if I was alone, I wouldn't watch it. Okay. But I'm then quite happy to watch it. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't want to TV shame anyone. The thing is, like, mm. I've got things that I watch for a number of reasons that are just, just joy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and to be honest, watching the episode of Love Island, I was like, well... It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's what I found. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, to, my biggest issue with it was, I'm not attracted to any of these people. <laughs> so, I, you know what it is? It's like the, the women on the show, um, it's not that they're ugly women, but they're always like very straight presenting. Of a sort. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're very much like uh, glamour models from Instagram. And, mm. I mean, not to be sort of like, look, you... Withered old feminist, but they're they're they all are sort of like of a presentational style that's that is very much like for the male gaze, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like no one has an asymmetrical haircut or an interesting <laughs> thought about something that they've read recently. Yeah. <laughs> so. This season they've put in like what they consider a bigger girl, and no, she's just got a particularly oh, big bum. <laughs> is that the one that's like an Instagram model, but also a pharmacist? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So she's got like a, a bit of a thick butt. But yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> That'll do for plus size. Yeah. Way to cover off your bases. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's anyway. Like I said. But that's what we've got bad. to do next week. Oh, next. Yeah. yeah it's next week at Murder Inc. Yes. So. And it's super fun. And uh, David and I had a great fight scene the other day where basically I just, <laughs> I just like I chest bumped him off the stage <laughs> and into corners and then I. Like, Stop laughing about how bad that fight choreography was. You were like a mutated cake. Mm -hmm. I yeah. was Paul Hollywood. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, it's really stupid, but it works somehow. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's because uh, before going into this, or before I started improv, mm. it does kind of have a bit of a stigma amongst it does. Uh, yeah. stand up comedians, at least, where it's yeah. considered not so cool. But yeah. Murder Inc. I find is different. It's got better people in, for one. For one, yes. <laughs> yes. Helping and it along. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's the long form or it yeah. just, it's, I don't know. I it really is interesting. Like it. I mean, obviously, like, I'm a sucker for improv. And I think mm. partially that's because of the fact that I grew up in the States. It, there's a slightly mm. different element over there. Although I will say, like, stand-up and improv, unless you're doing both, which we both do, Mm -hmm. There is still sort of like a Sharks and Jets. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do feel like, I think the reason Murder Inc. has taken off maybe more than some of the other improv troops and improv efforts out there um, is because people don't always know that they're coming to an improv show. Mm. I think a lot of our audience who are repeat, like we have some wonderful regulars who come every month, but I think the first time they arrived, they probably had no idea that it was an improv show and then were just, just like taking a punt. Yeah, just sort yeah. of the murder mystery part of it. I think. Exactly. Yeah. It's a sneaky way to sort of get mm. an audience. And it is presented more like a show. It's got yeah. a story to yeah, it. So, yeah. For sure. It's, it's less short form, more long form. And, and mm. that's just 
more interesting for some people. Mm. Yeah. You're also an actor. I am an actor. <laughs> and why this is particularly relevant is because one of your jobs recently was a video games voice. Yay! <laughs> oh, what a dream job. I've only done the one so far, but more please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are you allowed to talk about much of it? Yes, because, uh, you know, my NDC is up because, uh, um, or NDA, sorry, uh, because uh, it's out. It's a, it's it's yeah. out there, so I can talk about it now. It's The Division 2. It's The Division 2! <laughs> it was a lot of fun. A lot of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the odd clip of you inviting agents over for a mission. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did hey, you... agent! <laughs> <laughs> Did your character have a name? Uh, I think the one that's a mission giver is... Uh, it's Chloe something, I think. No, Chelsea Chelsea Webb, I ah, think is her name. That sounds a good video game name. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't play any playable characters, mm. but I have three sort of things, I think, that have made it into the game. Uh, one is a mission giver. She gives the Constitution mission. Mm. Another one is an echo where um, there's like a flashback to uh, someone who's ill from the virus and is like, <laughs> I'll be right with you, my husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like that. And then um, <laughs> the third is um, a class of villains called the outcasts, which are the ones that are like, I don't, they're, they're really mad because they had the disease and society isolated them. And they've got like flamethrowers now. So it's like they're seeking revenge. So I do like, you can, you can hear like if someone in the background that you're fighting is yelling like, burn! Like, that one's me! <laughs> That's me shouting burn! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also got to do quite a lot of what they call um, onos for them, which are like onomatopoeia sounds. Mm. So, you know, kind of being coached through like, all right, so now you're going to do some sound effects where you have military training. Uh, now climb a wall as if you have military training. <laughs> uh, and jump down from that wall. And then they also are like, now you're not trained. So you just sound like slightly... Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, that was too far. <laughs> I wish I had some military training right now. <laughs> My muscles aren't as good. Um, yeah, so yeah. And, like that was that was cool. And it felt very much like, oh, this is Going, like... Ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. One of the directions I had... So like the most... The most, like, uh, wild one as far as, uh, like, just knowing what to do, weirdly, was like, okay, so you're on fire, <laughs> and you're going to die, and then you die. And then I had another take where it's like, you're on fire, but this time you don't die. <laughs> and then uh, for one where I was like, I don't know what to do with this, was make the sound you would make if you pick up a book. <laughs> like, mm. Words. Ouch, paper cut. <laughs> a bit dusty. <laughs> that was tough to figure out what to do. Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool. Um, and I really liked uh, the idea that, because uh, I think some, some vocal stuff you can do via like a remote, kind of connection like if you have a good internet connection and you want to record a file your end you can send them the stuff that they need mm. but with this they really wanted to do sort of like actor and director so it was like there was a director there somebody on the recording stuff and then I also got to read like all the dialogue off of cue cards or mm. like an electronic cue card so I didn't get much of the dialogue in advance not because I didn't need it I'm not playing like uh, a playable character you haven't got any stern scenes that yeah, exactly. Like, I yeah. need to know my arc. <laughs> it's like your arc is you're gonna shoot people. That's all you need to know. But it was really cool. So it was mm. nice working with a couple of different directors down there, and really positive experience. I'm hoping I get some more work that way, but we'll find out. It's on your CV now. So, exactly. Yeah. 
And have you played the Division Two? I'm currently playing it. Oh, because I I just wanted to see you know the process through. You know. Well, that brings on to our first question then. Video game have you been playing recently? What's in your disk drive? Loads it up repeatedly. What's been entertaining you so consistently? What video game have you been playing recently? What video game have you been playing recently? That's what I want to know. Please, will you tell it to me? What's been making your hands move so furiously? What video game have you been playing recently? What game have you been playing recently? Uh, I'm currently playing. It's The Division 2. And uh, I'm almost done with it, I think. I think mm. I'm, I have like 25 out of 27 missions are complete. And uh, is there a separate question for what are you going to play next? No, but that okay. will come up in a bit. But, okay. um, so Division 2. It's yeah. the looter shooter set in Washington. It is. Yeah. I didn't play The Division 1. Um, Me neither. You know, I just I don't really seek out uh, loot and shoot games that much. Although having played this one... Mm. I do kind of feel like I'd probably dip back into it if I wanted to just do either some co-op stuff or just to do like a couple side missions or something. Because mm. I think once you have like the muscle, me- this is true of any game, once the muscle memory is down, then it's sort of like, oh. Yeah, it's nice to know. It's nice to know. It's nice to know that what you know, what you know. Doing, what yeah. You know, that like, you know oh, what you're doing. <laughs> I know how to, uh, I know how to jump in this game or yeah. to duck behind some cover. Well, what means what? Yeah, mm. I found because I think in this game you, there's a lot you can do as far as like crafting and stuff goes. Mm. There's like a lot of side work and a lot of um, sort of like knowing your guns and what these stats mean. Mm. And I've done like a little bit to try to sort it out and try to figure it out, but I have not like kind of jumped into that angle of the game i think what it presents as a game is it gives a lot of different gifts to people that like different angles of games so if Mm. you like crafting there's a lot of it in division two i've kind of ignored it i've just (laughs) been doing i'm like i am a collector of like side missions and shit like i like to sweep up all the dots yeah Yeah. (laughs) don't like anything undone (laughs) yeah like look if someone recorded voiceover dialogue for it i want (laughs) to you know i want to see what the anime what the mocap was like what's here um so i will do that with the division like i'll I'll do the side missions and the main missions but i think otherwise i just wanted to really get a taste of what it was like Mm. i think it's doing well like i think as far as like I think there were like a few different companies that released kind of like loot and shoot games at the same time. Yeah. And I think the Division 2 is the one that has had like the best reception, which makes me happy, so. Uh, from what I've read, I definitely agree. Yeah. Like around the same time, you've had Anthem, which mm-hmm. totally bombed. Yeah, it seems to have tanked. Yeah, really yeah. badly. And I guess, was there a new Destiny 2 expansion yeah, a while I'm ago? Yeah, I'm sure there was like a Destiny yeah. thing and Anthem. Yeah. Um, With the Division 2. Because it's set in like the real world, well, kind of. It's yeah. like against men. I always wondered with could you shooting them? Do is it like their bullet sponges where they'll take a lot of bullets even though it's a man? Yeah. Or I've heard that you get different enemy types and it sort of gets around that. Yeah, there. Right. That's it. It's sort of like if you see someone who is bulked up with a ton of armor. Mm. Yeah, they're a bullet. Oh, sponge. whack some armor on. Yeah, that does it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Like there's, there's guys that are like ambling around like Robocop, and yeah. you know it's it's I'm um, like okay that. That's going to take like a whole clip of a machine gun to mm. penetrate the armor. Then once the armor is penetrated, they're still coming after you. So it's like you're backing up and trying to reload. <laughs> but then there are people in the game where it's like if you headshot them, it's it's a one and done. Yeah. So I think they do succeed in that. There's different um, levels of difficulty. There's no stealth kill except yeah, for like you can fine. get one. <laughs> 
with a headshot if you haven't been spotted yet. And then everyone realizes that their friend has died. And they, <laughs> they know exactly where you freaking are and they all swarm in on you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. I try because you can choose like two like bonus skills to also kind of have like whether you have like a bulletproof shield mm. or I, I'm currently working with a turret. So that like a turret you can set up, and also like a drone. So it's sort of like you get to travel with like two other gunslingers. Yeah. Uh, even when you're not playing co-op because you're like I got that that can shoot bullets and people in this. <laughs> Good little robot friends. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Go fly, 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 my buddies. Which is <laughs> great. In the first one, I seem to recall, there was something where there was like a zone where if you were playing online, if you kind of stepped out of line and uh, betrayed somebody yeah, yeah, and betray your mates, then everybody knows that you're a betraying little Ooh, twerp. That must be, because I have not <laughs> ventured into this yet. Um, mm. I have done like uh, co-op twice on it so far, which I don't normally do co-op. No, I tend to, Online with strangers, no. I, yeah, yeah, like literally someone started talking to me while I was in like one of the safe houses <laughs> and they were like, come with me. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, so I followed them. And like, you know, he was like some Italian guy and he was nice. Hmm. Uh, like, you know, we, we did some missions together and stuff and it was fun. He wound up being nice because it can be a, a mind Yeah, it's a gamble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then the dark zone, I think, is... You're not necessarily just in the main mission board. You're in a place where other players can also kind of like stalk and kill you. Yeah. So I think the main co-op is like you're dealing with other players and you're you're all fighting the baddies. But mm-hmm. in the dark zones, I think you can shoot each other if you wanted to. Yeah. I think. I yeah. think and steal the loot possibly. Yeah. But then there's a big old dark marker against your oh, name, McCabe. Oh <laughs> man, do I want to be a black hat or yeah. a white hat? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, has your own voice startled you at all? Have you heard you Yeah, say, uh... it is one of those things where you listen to your own voice and oh, you're no. like, oh no. And that's a totally different context than you can ever imagine. I know, I mean, we both have podcasts. Oh yeah, so... oh, I, uh, editing this is horrible. Oh, You why... know this now. <laughs> why would anyone go, like, oh, why, why must God punish us in this way? So, uh, yeah, I'm getting a little more used to it, but it's still startling to hear mm. <laughs> I think I sound in my head like I have some gravitas but I do not <laughs> like... bonus round what are you going to play next ah uh, yes well it was recently my birthday it was mm. yesterday happy birthday cake <laughs> thank you very much and uh, my friend brought over as a present uh, Spider-Man the PS4 oh, yeah. game and I haven't played it yet I, I'm a one game at a time kind of gal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I'll spend two or three months on a game. So my queue for video games is quite long. Because mm-hmm. um, games come out while I'm playing a game and yep. then it gets to the back of the queue. So I, uh, in my queue, it was like Red Dead and Division 2 and Spidey's had to wait its turn. So I think Spidey's next. Although it's going to jump the queue, it's going to go in front of Mass Effect and in front of um, Prey. Because those are games I've just bought ages ago. Oh, yeah. And I, I was going to ask, do you buy games with the intention of playing them in the future? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But only in the sense of like I saw those games for a good price and yeah. I bought four games at once mm. and I'm, I'm you know that's that's like a year's worth of games yeah, for me because I take especially Mass Effect I understand is like such a huge world yeah I played the first one and I yeah. liked it I, I've had to like um like go back on technology because I still have this my PS3 it, yeah. so I'm gonna have to plug that in to play the first two I mm. think uh, all of them it's oh not, all of them are yeah. on PS3 okay mm. Mm. 
What have I got myself into? <laughs> uh, no, I really want to play two and three, but um, I'm hoping for a HD remake. But uh, yeah, that could happen. Yeah. Although I heard people weren't crazy about the last Mass Effect. Didn't they go back and change the end or something to, due to public demand and pitchforks? Maybe, maybe that's it. It's dangerous, but yeah, like end. you can't always cow to what people wanted the game to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it does. I think you're right. It's such like a dangerous precedent. It's like the Game of Thrones petition and exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're gonna change Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic the Hedgehog film. Yeah. Because nobody because likes a little. To be fair, <laughs> it looked so so messed up. How did the graphic design department get that so wrong? Yeah, they'll do. Yeah, what I've drawn here. <laughs> there's a cartoon template that exists yeah. already. I just do that. Uh, and there's even 3D versions of him. <laughs> You're like, I want to put my own. Stamp on it. <laughs> Little spiky teeth. Smaller eyes and human teeth. <laughs> what? Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. What's the game when you played it? You just knew it was your favorite. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. A special place in your heart to the finish from the start. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. Completed it loads of times. Could be a classic or a surprise. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. What's the best one? Say it's David. Tell us now. What is your favorite? Tell me your favorite. What is your favorite ever game? Oh, ugh, God. I didn't know if it was going to change. Since last time I talked to you, I really did enjoy Red uh, Dead Note 2. Note to the listener, we have done this interview once before, but some dingus lost the recording. <laughs> <laughs> some absolute idiot. <laughs> it wasn't me. No, it was. Oh, was it? Um, <laughs> I, I would probably still say The Witcher 3. Mm. I really did love that game. I don't think anything surpassed it. Although, a good game can really sort of make you forget about the last game you played. Yeah. You know. It's like a book, I find. Like, yeah. yeah. The ones before and the exactly. times you had. <laughs> like, I did, and I've not done this with any other video game, I did uh, two walkthroughs of The Witcher in entirety mm. and uh, played all the downloadable content and crafted every single bit of armor that I could. Right. So, like, <laughs> I went through as, like, a real content finder in that mm. game. And wow, we. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, because Carrie also, you know, my wife doesn't really play video games. But she did think, oh, what a cool world and, like, what a beautiful video game. Mm. I think when the TV show comes out, she might give, like, an episode a watch just to see if it might be her cup of tea. Yeah. But she would. I remember when she found out that you could, like, visit brothels in it. <laughs> like, if I was down, if I stayed downstairs to play games, she'd shout down to me. She'd be like, are you visiting whores? <laughs> and I was like, I can't afford it. I have armor to make. <laughs> That's one where I feel like I've never given up on it. I'm still going through it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've All right. got to Skelly. Skellig? Is it? Where, oh, God. Where everyone's Northern Irish. And also, there are so many question marks all over that island. Yeah. It's so many points to visit. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, that's incredible. But it, it's only recently I've kind of picked it up again. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back to the island and just going on a boat and there was some sort of tentacle in the sea. I thought that's a good yeah. little detail. I like that. Oh, I love it. Mm. And like sometimes like a whale fluke will be like yeah. near your boat. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful game. Mm. Um, when I got to go to France uh, just on like a very brief long weekend last year, it was very much like, oh, it's Toussaint <laughs> from like the downloadable content. So gorgeous. Oh. This is like in a made up video game. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe they built this around The Witcher. I find all the witches that I've encountered, though, tend to blur into one. 
Mm. I can never remember which name is which or if I've oh, met them sure. before. Or... Yeah. Because he's so familiar with them because he's got history with them all. Yeah. It's like, have, have I met them? Should I remember them? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, social anxiety. <laughs> you're like, uh, hey. You know? Remind me how to pronounce your name again. It's Lambert. <laughs> and I, like, I like the Witcher's interaction with them. With the Witcher 3 as well, I find, because you've got those moral decisions to make. Mm-hmm. I think I went through a spree of getting the wrong outcome from what I wanted. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll help him. Turns out he's a jerk. He should have helped her. <laughs> yeah, there's a real gotcha kind of aspect yeah. to games like The Witcher where it's sort of like, is that the right thing? Is it? <laughs> I'm just trying my best. <laughs> I'm morally ambiguous. It's fine. Yes. Look, uh, I, I do like those games where you can sort of um, build up sort of like, the like morality meter. Yeah, I would maybe I maybe I would play a Red Dead again and just go for sort of like the bad guy take. That's exactly what I've got on yeah. the cards. Yeah, just okay. kind of go proper the Man in Black Westworld style and just like yeah. kill absolutely everyone. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. The only pain in the ass would be having to pay off your. Um, yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> but I suppose if you're raking it in, it's not that big mm, Stealing it from corpses all the time. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. Oh, there were so many moments in Red Dead where I would accidentally do something stupid, talk about muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the herbalist guy, the helpful herbalist, who comes over and is like, come here, friend. Take a look at this herb. What that one's good for is uh, killing or helping your belly ache. And there was one time I wanted to, I think, like, talk more to him, but instead, like, I, I throttled him from behind. <laughs> and then he's like, oh! <laughs> and he never came back. Oh, no. So it was only I'm not telling like... you my secrets now. <laughs> You'll throttle me exactly. again. He, he took the hint. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think he never intended. <laughs> exactly. I felt bad about it. And then I never kind of got, like, all the insight into all the herbs. Oh, no. Uh, maybe when I do the black hat version of it. So, like, when I'm the bad guy, he's the only one I'll be nice to. <laughs> Everyone else is getting a bullet in the gut. <laughs> he's just waiting for his. <laughs> like, come here, pansy man. Tell me about that one. <laughs> what was your facial hairstyle that you mostly went with? And, like, um, haircut. A quaffed is it quaffing? Do you yeah, quaff it? I did very much like the Brad Pitt in um, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, like mm. it was sort of like a fade with a, a side part. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. To be honest, I think I just tried to do it as I always do, as close to me as yeah. possible. Yeah, personalize it. <laughs> I don't normally like hunting elements in games because I feel bad no. about it. Yeah, <laughs> and funnily, I feel no gumption or, or uh, like any problem uh, about like killing people in games nope <laughs> but like in the Far Cry series for instance they were always like go kill the last white rhino and I'm like no why is this a mission <laughs> like, and you, it's usually it's not like one shot one kill it's like a light machine gun just unloading it all into a rhino's face yeah <laughs> like, like, I'm not Eric Trump yeah. I don't want to play this <laughs> it's awful <laughs> When you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, what was the first video game you played? Let's go back in time to when your memories were made. When you had tiny little infant hands holding the controller, you didn't yet understand, you pressed start, and then it all began starting off everything like the Big Bang. When you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, let's go back to when your memories were made. What was the first video game that you ever played? So, what was your first ever game? First ever game will have been Atari 2600. 
and probably the game that came with it, which was called Combat. And it was basically just two tanks coming at each other. <laughs> so it was like a two-player game, and you were just tank versus tank. And it, it you know, I wasn't crazy about it. It, as a kid, even it was sort of like this. Although this is what I have, <laughs> uh, yeah. But then you know, um, we there were some really good games um, in that era that I think were cool. Pitfall was one, and mm. River Raid was a good sort of like you're an airplane going down a river, you know, shooting up everything. For that console, uh, forgive me for not knowing, but um, what were you putting in it to make it play? Yeah, a, a, a chunky um, disc, uh, not disc, rather cartridge mm. in the top. And then uh, it was a joystick with one button. Yeah. <laughs> so literal, not like a games paddle like we have nowadays, like a joystick that's a literal stick on a square mm. and one red button. Like your classic, what you, what, yeah. what people who don't play games think games are like, yeah, like in the 90s. <laughs> what somebody would wear on a t-shirt. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the Charge 2600 was my intro to gaming. And then when I was a kid, we did move on to a classic Nintendo, so the 8-bit Nintendo system. Yeah. Then we had... Um, what games did you have on that? You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had we had some great ones. We had um, uh, we had the original Mario. Yeah. And then we had, well, Duck Hunt. Yeah. Everyone had Duck Hunt. <laughs> and then we had um, Tetris, which my mom liked playing. I think... And I... I I don't think I'm getting my systems confused. I think I had a Ninja Turtles game on it. I can imagine so. Yeah, I think they Possibly. tried at least to. Yeah, it, I yeah. may be confusing my consoles. I mean, I don't know how detailed those turtle faces would be. No, it's not very known by color which one's different. Exactly, like you yeah. see the mask and that <laughs> yeah. was it. Those are the main games I remember playing on my Nintendo. With Duck Hunt. Yeah. Uh, was it accurate? Because. I used to play Time Crisis on at home. Yeah. And it used to, like, if you didn't set it up properly, which you did at the start. Like a calibration yeah, thing. It yeah. It would be like, well, that's it now. <laughs> like, yeah, but... sorry that your game sucks, but <laughs> it's on you. I, I think Duck Hunt was probably accurate in that we were just bad shots. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was probably fine. Mm. Um, I suppose televisions were a lot smaller then, so... And also, like, the dog would laugh at you, and so you'd get mad. Dog? I love the sense of humor. Stupid dog. I'll shoot you, idiot dog. Jerk. (laughs) I don't see you shooting anyone. Please don't shoot anyone. Less commentary from the peanut gallery. (laughs) Dog. Um... Uh, after the Nintendo, we got a Sega Genesis. So mm. that was like a 16-bit system. You switched from Nintendo to Sega then. I did. Cross-platform. Uh, that's when yeah. I joined in the party. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what did you have in that era? I had Sonic 2. Okay. And then loads of ones just based on films, like The Lion King. Yeah. And Jurassic Park. Uh, I had an X-Men one that was really good. Mm. I liked. I also liked games that you could like co-op on, like a Double Dragon kind yeah. of game. Yeah. Uh, and on, on, on X-Men, I'm pretty sure you could co-op. Yeah, it was kind of like X Men Streets of Rage, wasn't it? Kind yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that was cool. And then my, and then I didn't have a console for ages, ages, ages. But then my friend Paul, when I was here in Manchester, we were talking about, oh, I've missed out on so many video games. He, for my birthday one year, got me a GameCube, cool. like a used GameCube, because it was mm. like it was like an eight year old system at that point. Mm. But I think he got like on eBay a GameCube that came with like five or six games. And then, like, I bought a bunch of used games off Amazon, and so mm. I had a really good time with the GameCube for a while. I had a GameCube, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Uh, what did you have on it? I had um, the Marvel uh, Alliance ones. Oh, yeah. Those were really fun. I mm. really enjoyed those. 
I had a Batman game on it and a Spidey game. I really stuck a lot to superhero on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then after GameCube, it was PlayStation 3 was then my next one. And then now I'm on the PS4. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. When do you play your video games? The minutes turn into hours, which become an entire summer's day. And when that time has been wild away, do you feel accomplished or dismay? When do you play your video games? I sit very still, except for my hands, which move and move me through digital lands. My thumbs order the commands, as time slips through my fingers like sand, exfoliates as I play my video games. Time is a game, and every day is a level, and there are no extra lives. We're all trying to score as many points as we can before we die. When do you play your video games? Like, when in your spare time do you get a chance to play video games? When do you find time to play games? When in your... When my wife goes to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I stay down for two more hours. So, you know, I I work a weird set of jobs. You know, up until recently, like a year and a half ago, I had a day job. And so my video game timing was very much constrained to weekends when I wasn't gigging. Mm -hmm. But now, because my work schedule is here, there, and everywhere, it is really about sort of like, okay, is today a proper full day off? And if it is... It's not because a do your admin yeah <laughs> and then after you do three hours of admin you can take two hours for a video game break. Mm. I do find like I'll take like a break between games of maybe like a few weeks because I'll hit him hard yeah and then like not read books and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so you go on a video game for maybe like two months mm. and then take like a three week reprieve from games I've been promising myself that this is the year I'm going to learn a couple of British accents. Oh, so, really? <laughs> yeah. And it's already July, or coming into July, and, and uh, I haven't done it, governor! <laughs> so, you know, I need to get on it. How would you go about learning a British accent? Um, so, I actually did do, like, an accents and dialects course when I was at university, but it, it's, it's a skill that fades if, if you don't do it, and I, mm. you know, didn't do it for, like, 15 years after I graduated uni, so... There are methods wherein, if you learn and understand the phonetic alphabet, there are guides that say, okay, in a Cockney accent, this sound turns into this sound. And so a way for me, the way that I learn it, is like to go through, take some scripts, and transcribe phonetically. Do you know the International Phonetic Alphabet? Well, this is why I had to go. (laughs) I I brought back my notebooks from uni, Hmm. my last trip to America. So I brought back my phonetic alphabet and stuff because I wouldn't recognize it on site right now, mm. but I will once I dig out my notebooks again. So I'm going to relearn it and then apply it to some, I think I want to learn Cockney and I want to learn like, I don't know, Geordie? That's a good one. Geordie's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for Cockney, will be perfect for video games because if it's set in England, everyone's a Cockney! That's true, especially the underclass, which is what video games are usually about. Yep. <laughs> Someone's got to get shot. So. Exactly. Yeah, I learnt the phonetic alphabet uh, at university. Okay. Of English language. Right. I just forgot it all. It's same. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I'll share my materials with you. I and then... I'm not that first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, if you haven't noticed, I already have a British accent. <laughs> I learned my A's ago. <laughs> uh-huh. Catch up. <laughs> nice.
Thank you very much, Kate McKay. That was really nice. (laughs) David, you are a delight, and it is good to know you in multiple spheres of my life. Sure, you. (laughs) (laughs) And as a UK, it's very nice to have you as a friend. Thank you so much. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you very much. How's about that one, eh? I think you can tell from the glee in my voice that I had a good time chatting away with Kate McCabe. I looked it up, and Kate plays Chelsea Watts in the Division 2, as well as a character picking up a book and someone surviving being on fire. So pop Chelsea Watts Division 2 into YouTube if you fancy having a look at that. That's what I did. You do it now. You do as I do. Oh yeah, and it was mentioned very briefly that this was a re-record. We'd done this interview once before at the start of 2018, and if it wasn't clear in that chat who lost the recording, then it was definitely, definitely me. I asked Kate would she kindly re-record it, and she agreed, so double thanks to Kate, twice, and again and again and again. Also, if you've got this far, then big thanks for not turning off straight away at the Love Island chat. Murder Inc., the improvised murder mystery, is every first and second Thursday at the Ape and Apple in Manchester, and on the second Wednesday in Leeds. I'll do a link! You should come. Come and see. As well as at Murder Inc., if you want more Kate McCabe, then her Twitter is at Kate McCabe Says. She has her own podcast. It's called Strong Female Leads. It's geek and nerd culture from a female perspective. Books, TV, film, comics, gaming, et al. Which means it's got it all in Latin. And that is available from the usual podcast places. Probably like the one you're on right now. And Kate has a website. www.katemccabe.me I'll do loads of links on the Day Video Games Facebook page. So I shan't take up too much more of your time. I've got Twitter, I've got Facebook, easy to find, go get it. But the next time you're having a conversation with somebody about podcasts, and they say, what have you been listening to? Why not smile coyly to yourself, maybe look away as if remembering something, and then say, there's this new special one called Day Video Games. That'd be really kind of you. Okie dokie. It's time to end this episode. Thank you ever, 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 ever so much for listening. I hope you've had a good time. I've been David Stanier. This has been Day Video Games. Goodbye.